welcome Sasha Aronson. I said it right. You said it so right and so good. Yes. You are coming to us all the way from Joshua Tree, which is like my favorite place. So this is double exciting. It feels like maybe that's the way the universe wanted it to happen. We were going to have this interview while we were in Joshua Tree. It was going to be a moment. Why did you decide to go to Joshua Tree? Um, so my partner and I are on the West coast for the, this month. He's actually going to a healing retreat, a healing men's retreat at the end of the month in San Diego. I know. Right. I'm so jealous. That is (laughs) Um, so cool. Um, and we had a friend's wedding at the beginning of the month. So we were like, let's just go to the West coast and stay. We had no idea that the fires were going to be a thing. We, we know, knew about the virus, but we didn't know the fires, but we've been really safe. Actually, we just got a COVID test today and we're both Amazing. negative. So yeah. everything is good. Yay. Yeah, feeling good. <laughs> well, there's a few places that you have to go, but you have to go for lunch because I did it last week and they were so COVID um, happy. It's called Pappy and Harriet's and it's a restaurant and it's this cool restaurant bar and they used to have live music and it's in, um, Oh my, pioneer town. So it's like, cool. you feel like you're in the old West and they have the whole sets and people think that this pioneer town in Joshua tree is, well, this is what I've been told. I thought it was originally like this old country Western town. But then I found out that the movie studios built it for their Western films. So it was easy to do. Yeah. And it looks so authentic. Anyways, that's neither here nor there, but you definitely have to go to Pappy and Harriet's. That's my recommendation to you. Love it. I will write that down. Thank you. You have to. Oh my gosh. Well, I have so many things that I, you are such an important guest to me. And I'm so excited that we're finally doing this because we did do a live before on self-care is for everyone. But I just, I've had so many people, I can't even tell you, even in 24 hours, because I just posted um, the last episode in which I wore the um, life National uh, Suicide Lifeline hotline sweatshirt that you guys made and, and were so sweet to give me. Um, but I've already had so many people write me, where did you get this? What is the story? What is self-care is for everyone? And I just was like, this couldn't be a more perfect serendipitous moment for you to be the next guest. And I just want to hear everything. I think that first, I just want to start, what's your story? What's your background? Where are you from? Just kind of like a generalization. Um, (laughs) So my story and kind of a little bit about me, um, I was born in Russia. I moved to the United States when I was five. Um, I moved with my family because they wanted a better life for me and my brother at the time when we were living in Russia. Uh, there was a lot of anti-Semitism and discrimination happening. And because we're Jewish, we fled and moved to the United States. Um, so I grew up in the environment of always being different. And at home, we spoke Russian. And then I would go to school. And of course, I would have American friends. So I kind of grew up knowing um, about what it's like to be an immigrant and to kind of try to blend in with an environment that's different than mine. Um, And so I've always been interested in like diversity, learning about people's differences. And in college, that was like a big reason why I chose Temple University. I went to Temple for my undergrad. 
Um, and then I went to grad school for higher education counseling. I was really interested in talking to people and this was like a field that kept being recommended to me. People were like, you should get into counseling. Like you would be really great, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? The, the thing I'm studying right now, which was speech language pathology was not serving me. And so mm. I chose to go to graduate school for counseling, wow. higher education counseling. Um, and so in, in my graduate program, I worked at a residence hall. I lived with the students and I became um, a big like part of their development in the college experience because again i was like the resident assistance uh supervisor if you want to think right, of it like that right right kind of guiding them on their journey and so they would confide in me in their mental health journeys or things they were struggling with and mental health in general just became something that i was really really interested in through the things that i was studying um and at the same time it was especially in the beginning of grad school, the first time that I was away from college. So I had not a lot of friends. Yeah. Um, you know, that first year where you're like, what, what do I do now? You, you come from college where you're so social and around so many people. And this was the first time when I was by myself and with my own thoughts and kind of had to figure out my identity because I didn't right. have my friends to rely on. I, um, it was a lot of alone time. And because I was working at a university where I couldn't necessarily be friends with the students because I was like a graduate assistant. It would be oh, interesting. Yeah. So it was literally like, I was like, you, you can't have friends here. No. <laughs> you can't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> You're punished. Pretty much. But you know what? I do think a lot of individuals have this experience after college where there is a little bit of like a depression or perhaps anxiety that this is a new world and now you have to figure yourself out and your identity. And so I was definitely going through that in my grad school days. Um, and then during graduate school is when self-care is for everyone started. So that kind of led me oh to my a new gosh. So Yeah, that, a oh little bit God. about super random, but those are the things that came up. So I'm just sharing what's coming up for me. Well, I dated a Russian guy in my day and he taught me how to say a few Russian words. So, and, and I said this to my Russian friend and she's like, that's not right, but it's Privyat Katila. Not bad. That's pretty good. You know the basics. That's about, that's pretty good. And then is this how you say, I love you? Yati bla le blue? Yes. Yes, that's it. Who am I? <laughs> You're amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, I have to ask you. Yeah. In Russia, you may or may know not know this because you you moved here when you were a baby, basically yeah. for five years old. What are their whole thoughts on mental health? Do they not believe in it? You know, that's a really good question. I I don't know a really valid answer, but. I will say that I think there is a lot of like toughness, especially for men mm. to hold it in, to not show weakness, a lot similar to the United States, um, like American culture of not showing softness or weakness. I do think even more so the men are more masculinized and like drinking and like kind of having like that masculine energy is definitely right. right. 
in the Russian culture. So I would, I would say that's kind of my understanding from just- Cause I always, all of my friends that, that, and, and people who are new in my life, who I know a little bit of, I've, I've had people, I feel like from all over, which I've been so lucky, but it's so fascinating to learn about different countries of, I could do my research, but it's interesting to hear from people who are from there, you know, like one of my friends is from Mexico and, and in Mexico, they don't believe in, in, um, in depression and antidepressants yet everyone seems to go to a therapist and is diagnosed and prescribed things, but it's like, you do not talk about it. It doesn't exist. So it's really fascinating to hear all of these different, you know, cause you can research all you want and you can Google and you can whatever, but until you are around people who have lived there and experienced it for themselves. But I totally believe that with, with the whole Russian, just culture in general, just knowing Russians myself, you know? <laughs> um, but yes, totally with the men, you know, it's, it's that, excuse me, not chauvinist personality because I'm sure not all of them are like that, but it's that I'm a man, I'm strong. Uh, you know, the woman, you know, I'll take care of the women. Everything's fine. Nothing can ever be wrong in my life. Right. And then they're carrying all of that. Um, it's almost like a burden of heaviness of responsibility of not showing weakness or emotion. And it's, it's like you're bottling everything up and then it comes through as perhaps anger or, you know, when, when you don't know how to cope with anxiety in a healthy way, it comes through in yeah. so many different other emotions, whether it's anger or just lashing out at folks and yeah. Or drinking, you know what I mean? That's why you, you know that the vodka intake in Russia is out of control. And I'm not saying that everyone's an alcoholic, but I'm saying that, you know, there's nothing like a cocktail to kind of take the edge off, um, if you will. Um, but yeah, I, I, that's really interesting. And your parents, when they moved here, were they kind of shell-shocked of what America was like? You know what? They have always viewed America as like a saving place because my dad, he's a singer. And before he moved to the United States, he would go on tour and he has been in the United States before. So he loved it here. In fact, when he came back from singing, uh, he came back to my mom and he was like, I'm, we're moving to the United States. Like we're, this is my dream. We're going to make it happen. And so it was me and my brother. They were like, all right, we're moving to the United States. We had uh, finally legal paperwork that would allow us to move. Where did you move to? What state? Scranton, Scranton, Pennsylvania. If you've watched the office. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really small town, but. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But Pennsylvania is beautiful. Like what a beautiful place to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I am so happy that you came on here. And so I think I want to dive right into self-care is for everyone. So when you came up with this idea, you were not alone, right? You didn't do this alone. You have a partner. Yes. Uh, So to kind of explain who are the brains behind self-care is for everyone. It's me, my fiance and his brother. So Oh, awesome. Yeah, all three of us are partners on the project. And I would say it's amazing because all three of us have such different strengths and pieces that we bring to the project. Um, And because we are family, we know each other's kind of 
blind spots, we also can like save each other in certain ways throughout this like business building process. Before this, I was not, I'm not a business person. Like I couldn't really tell you how to make a dollar, but I could get creative. I could come up with new ideas. I love planning like this campaign or whatever, whatever creativity can come out of, or whatever goodness can come out of this creativity. Right. I, I love to create, but my partner is totally business-minded. If you give him 10 cents, he'll figure out how to make a dollar. <laughs> like amazing, like quick, like that, just very different strengths. And his brother is a therapist. So that's kind of where the the piece of therapy comes in, in our branding. So very different strengths, but all three of us. Oh my gosh. Well, you're a lot like me where we're artists and we're very creative and we have all these ideas and we can do it. If we put our minds to it, we can do it, but it's not really what we want to be doing. We don't really want to be doing the business side of it. So it's like, well, if someone else can do it for us, like let us just be the creative side and like handle this and be, be the face and talk. So I completely understand that. I, I, I completely get where you're coming from. How long has self-care is for everyone been around for? Yeah. So we launched, uh, we started the Instagram first. So first we started as an Instagram community. I was curating the feed um, just by sharing artwork, which is incredible that we're able to share artwork that individuals are making in their healing journey. So September, 2018, we started September 1st, we started the Instagram. Um, And the Instagram has been like my baby. (laughs) And it is so popular and it has blown up and it's, it's so inspiring and it's not, I find what I love about your, your social presence, uh, just in your presence in general is a lot of people use um, mental health as a buzzword, you know, isn't that what they say? Buzzwords. I I was saying keyword in in the last interview, but that didn't make sense. So buzzword, whatever. Anyways, (laughs) and it's very, um, obvious and very clear to someone like me who does all the research and sees all the artists out there creating this content and seeing the ones that do fake, um, mental health posts just because it's popular. It's really heartbreaking to see. Um, and it's not even, and and it's not out of the goodness of their heart. Um, Mm -hmm. so what I love about yours is not only are you curating and creating content that is so unique and authentic and beautiful, but you are using artists and giving them a platform to create this kind of beautiful content in a safe space. And, and just like, for instance, um, uh, the girl crystal draws stuff. Um, she is so phenomenal and she was, she kind of started because she was an artist that you guys picked and you collaborated with. You know, it's interesting. She actually didn't even have an Instagram before we messaged her. We found her through Redbubble. I know this is like the back end. We found her through Redbubble and we were like, whoa, this artist makes mental health slogans, like mental health artwork. We'd love to reach out to her. We reached out to her, which inspired her to start creating more around mental health. Um, Since then, she obviously started her Instagram, which has its own following. Yeah. She is the full-time artist, has been able to make a living off of this 
solely because we were able to pay her out every single month from the sales. So it's amazing. Well, that's what's, Oh, I mean, that's what's so amazing. And so, you know, for, for, you know, the people out there that are listening to this, basically what self-care is for everyone does in regards to your social media is you find these artists who are very passionate about mental health, self-care, self-love. Um, they create a piece for the Instagram, for the social slogan, and <laughs> you take that and you put it on sweatshirts and t-shirts and apparel. And I think you do cups and you do stickers. I have stickers over here and you do all these amazing things for them. And then you give them the profit from it, which I think is just so incredible because these people have so much to give, right? They have so much, but as artists, as you know, both of us, right? You don't really get paid for your artistry. I know that people think that actors are like paid and it's like real fancy, but it's like, (laughs) it's not, okay? So the fact of the matter is you are helping out someone do their true gift where they can focus on that. And I think that that above everything else is is truly Uh like you're an angel for doing this because you are just making the creator's space just that much more, more, um, more accessible to people as well, you know, because you're not just like, oh, if you have a following, come here. I had no idea this story about Crystal Draw stuff. I think that is so fun that that's how you discovered her. Yeah. I mean, it's really fun to be able to discover artists and give them a platform. Um, I do think that expression in any way is a big part of so many people's healing journey while they're dealing with or struggling with their mental health. And so expression has helped me in my journey. Like I love to dance. I love to like move my body, listen to music, anything that makes me feel good. I really love. And so for some people that expression comes through art. And what's amazing, is every single piece that's on our website that we offer on our garments a part of someone's healing journey. It's a message that someone needed at one point or another. And so when someone else, another community member goes onto our website and sees let's say this, you are not alone sweatshirt. And they're like, oh my gosh, I needed that message. Yeah, um, It's like they're resonating with someone else's healing journey. And I think it's a mm-hmm. really great way to stay connected as we're all kind of on our own healing paths. Oh, absolutely. You know, my favorite sweatshirt and I was going to wear it, but I wanted to wear the, you are not alone from the Trevor project, which I love the Trevor project so much. So this is amazing. This collaboration that you did for suicide uh, prevention awareness month. Um, I'll get into that after because I'm such a fan, but my favorite one. And of course now I'm completely blanking on what it was, but it says, um, make mental health. Oh my God. Stigma, not stigma free, but Oh my gosh. I feel like I have to go and get it. I feel like I have to go and get it because I can't remember which one it was now. You are brave for exploring your mental health. That's a great one. That's a great one, but that's not the one and it'll come to me. But there is one that I wear literally every single day and it's white and it just says the red, the red writing on it. Um, Red writing. Hold on. There's not that much red writing. Maybe it'll come to me. Your mental health matters. Mental I don't know. health. Make it's going to come to us. 
Maybe it's make, oh God, this is so embarrassing. I'll have to get it at the end. But anyways, that particular sweatshirt I wear all the time because not only is it a great message, it is a very comfortable apparel sweatshirt. You have the most comfortable sweatshirt. So if I can recommend anything, I just recommend it for the comfort. Um, (laughs) That being said, um, no, I I wear it. And the message is so strong that people will stop me on the street. Where did you get that? Yes. You know, and same with the one that Crystal made, um, uh, you're brave for exploring your mind. Is that the one that she did? Yep. You're brave for exploring your mind or mental health, something like that. Yes. I get stopped every single time. And same with the one, two can make it through this and it's a two can. That, that's my husband's favorite. He wears that one so much. That's awesome. Like you need to wash it. But it's, but it's so true because- you know, you wouldn't think that someone would be looking at a sweatshirt, right? You wouldn't think like someone's going to be reading what it says, right? Because everyone has a sweatshirt with some sort of print or something on it. But there's something about the art that, that these these people create that is just, it energetically draws you to it. So anyways, that's my, my whole thing. I think it's so wonderful what you do. And I really hope to people who are listening out there to this episode, if you do have art and you do have content that you think would be beautiful to please submit it. Um, do they just submit it to the Instagram? Yeah. So what you can do is you can email Shannon at selfcarestation.com. She's our ambassador or not ambassador. She's our artist liaison. She collects all the artwork and kind of walks the individual through how they can get their artwork onto our website. So Shannon at selfcarestation.com. Okay. Cause I mean, honestly, like I just look at all these things and, and I see other people write things and send them to me and I'm like, Oh my God, that's such a great slogan. Or I haven't heard that one before. And so Ooh. I'm really happy that, that people can do that. But now what I really want to know is how did you personally get in this journey of, you know, after school, going through everything that you did, moving from Russia, what was it that really like, was there a, a, aha moment that you had where you're like, you know what, I need to use my creativity and put it in a different direction and help others out. Was there some moment where you felt like for me, it was, I had finally had enough because I felt I had been um, accused of being crazy so many times from, from ex-boyfriends and, you know, being put in a box. Oh, you shouldn't do this. That finally I just erupted inside and was like, I cannot be alone in this. Like I need to speak my truth because if I don't, I'm going to lose my mind. Totally, totally. And just to be honest, there were so many moments in my growing journey where I felt alone, kind of like how you were sharing, like feeling isolated. And also just as far as this project, as far as coming up with like that moment, I think it was actually a collective feeling between my partner and I. Um, So in grad school, a little background information in grad school, um, I was very lonely, kind of like I shared in the beginning. And my second year, I felt like I was ready to start dating. I was Uh like, I think I'm going to start dating. So I joined swiping apps, swipe, 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 and (laughs) and ended up going on a date with my now fiance. Um, And so cute. 
<laughs> on our first date, we talked about mental health. We talked about psychology, uh, both like really interested in self-care and our practices and the healing journey. Like our conversation was like very much surrounded around the conversations that we are having now talking about wow. self-care is for everyone. And so from our conversations, six months into our relationship was when we started Self Carries for Everyone. And wow. it came out of really like, there's not really a space online where you can talk about like what right. you're going through. There's not really like, um, like, for example, when I would go to my therapy appointments, I would tell my supervisor, hey, I have a doctor's appointment later. Because Cause it's, embar it's embarrassing yeah. to yourself because you yeah. don't want to feel weak. I, I completely get that. Yeah. And so like, just even like things like that, where it's like, why couldn't I just say I had a therapy appointment? Yeah. These things kept coming up. There's not really a place to talk about it. And so um, my partner, again, his business mind, he's like, well, we can get these messages onto sweatshirts. And yeah. he had these printers that you're able to print pretty much anything on a garment. And so then I started scouting like the Instagram world of being like, do people make art around this stuff? Like what messages can we find that are already being created? Right. Can we start a community online where we talk about it? So once there was an idea there, um, it kind of started like one after another, us thinking of ways we can create a community online. And because social media is just so accessible, anyone can pretty much create a platform these days. And to anyone who wants to, like is passionate about something, wants to create something that they want to change the world with, you can absolutely do that with your phone. Mm -hmm. Start an Instagram and start following pages that are talking about similar conversations. And then you can start curating that topic. And that's kind of like exactly what I started doing in the beginning stages of this business. It wasn't really a business in the beginning. Like I said, it was just right. an Instagram where I was sharing about the art that I would find. But what's really profound is that this was a huge part of my own healing journey. Like I would find messages that spoke to me like totally, totally in a selfish way. This has been, you know, I've been one of the most beneficiaries of having this Instagram because before I find the exact image, I'm sorting through so many images and messages that um, come through on Instagram. So I've been, yeah, lucky enough to be able to be exposed to so many of these messages that I barely even check my personal Instagram anymore. I'm yeah. wrong <laughs> to check the self-care is for everyone Instagram. Um, so really surrounding myself with those positive um, images, like really was like, okay, I think other people need these words as well. Well, and speaking of other people who need these words, you were discovered by Ariana Grande. <laughs> And she randomly just came into your feed, right into your message and loved you. And I mean, how amazing is that? The queen of emotions and art and creativity and inclusivity and love. And she just, I am her super fan. I just think that she is the most incredible thing ever um, beyond just her voice and her her dancing and everything, but just who she is as a person and what she does for all the different communities and LGBTQ yeah. and, and just, she brings mental health. She was, 
I think she was one of the first ones to bring it forward. I know Selena Gomez mm-hmm. does and, and Demi Lovato, but I think that she really was the, yeah. the kick-ass first one. I could be wrong. Please don't hate me if I, if I, if I, I mean, did if it we wrong. start this rumor, I'm cool with it. I'm yeah. cool with that thing, the, the rumor. Ariana Grande ma- like made mental health a thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm totally a super fan too. And like, just as a person who she is, is just so incredible. What a woman. And yeah. And did she just slide into your DMs? Is this kind of how this happened? Well, no, she had, I guess, reshared one of our images. And I was like, uh, I think Ariana Grande just reshared one of our images. And so I immediately was like, let me DM her. Um, And so either she followed us like shortly after or I DM'd her and then she followed us, but she responded to DMs and had been like a sweetheart. And then like two months later, I had messaged her again cause she was in my hometown touring and she invited me and my partner to her concert, like gave us front row tickets. And, oh my we, God. <laughs> and we brought her like boxes of our sweatshirts for her and her dancers. So we got to like experience the concert and she, had all these reminders. Oh my gosh. But isn't that so uh, what I take from that? And I always remember that, that she, she reached out and and you guys had this connection. But what I think is so interesting about that is what I absolutely love about her is how open she is with her own personal mental health and that she has, you know, um, severe anxiety and severe panic attacks and it is, so good to her own self where she is aware of the issue and can stop it, right? Like she knows that she's having panics and anxiety. So she is not going to tour because that's not fair for her own body and her own self. And just by doing that, it's teaching other, you know, girls and boys and everyone, whatever your gender is, um, to love yourself and to know that it is okay to take that moment that you shouldn't be shamed by that. Um, so I think that that's, what's, what's so incredible that someone of her caliber and her experience and her just love was able to find self-care is for everyone. And it just like proves how awesome you guys are that you were able to do this. Thank you so much. I'm super honored that she follows us. And like, definitely one of, one of the most highs, biggest highs was having just any interaction with her and knowing she's this message. So very grateful. (laughs) It's very important for people to support the message, especially people who are, you know, so influential in the world. I mean, hundreds of millions of people love her. I mean, I mean, how great is that, that she's spreading such a positive message and it's not, she's not an asshole, you know? No, I think it's so incredibly important that she's open about her mental health because it is very easy to put celebrities onto like some kind of pedestal that they're perfect. They have everything together. They're not really human. And it kind of dehumanizes them in that it doesn't allow them to have imperfect moments, struggles with their mental health, and which creates yeah. more anxiety. It's like, I have to be perfect all the time. I, my partner and I watched this uh, documentary about Michelle Obama, and she talks about just how much pressure throughout the presidency she felt to be this perfect couple, to always say the right thing, look the right way, just, oh, and just that pressure for women in general. Sorry, I'm getting on my soapbox of like just pressure that society puts on us. 
I, I completely understand that. And no post, like no post, as far as I'm concerned for my own social is ever good enough. It's either, um, if I post something like super sweet and like, Oh, great. You know, people won't like it. Cause I don't look like a hoe. And then if I post like a bikini shot, cause I'm trying to be funny and like, whatever, I like what I look like. I work hard at it. And then they're like, Oh my God, she's so thirsty on social media. And it's like, you know what, what can I do? Right. Like right. nothing, but if you know that there's nothing that you can do and it'll never be right, I think that's the first step to kind of totally. accepting just how annoying social media in the world can be. But yeah. if you do something of, of greatness and if you do something that you just either love or you feel can change someone else, I think that that's super important. In the last episode, we were talking about how I was feeling completely uninspired to do this podcast the second season. I was like, nah, you know what? I'm over it. Like, I didn't get the response that I thought I would be getting from it and all this stuff. Not to say I don't get a good response, but I just, I, there's a lot of trolls out there that are assholes. And those two trolls, you know, make up for the thousands of people that are positive, but that's my own issue. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know what the next step is. Cause I feel like maybe, you know, can relate to this and people out there can relate to this, but when you do something and you're, you know, so gung ho about it and, you know, whether it be your job, a new project, anything that's new, you're so excited to do it and you put all your effort into it and you just want to make it the best of the best. And then it's like premiere time or it's, you know, the final project and you don't get the response for all the effort and energy you put into and you feel down and you feel it's your fault when it's really not your fault. And so for me, I was like, do I really want to go through this journey of the ups and downs again because I'm not mm -hmm. feeling that it's affecting or changing or doing anything for anyone else. And then um, my friend Raghu, who has a company called, a foundation called the Minds Foundation, and it started in India. He's amazing. He's a psychiatrist too. He's fabulous. But he um, is so incredible. And he's done so much for the mental health field. And he wrote me and he was like, you said that you were going to do something, a special episode on suicide prevention awareness month, get it together, do one episode, even if you do it for the month. And I thought, Okay. So he gave me two days to like, get it together. He's like, let's go. And so then I was like, okay, I have to contact Sasha. I have to contact all of these people that I wanted to do it because you know what, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to commit again. And this season, I think we're taking a little bit of a change and I want to focus specifically on, um, like-minded individuals who are so keen and gung-ho on fixing um, the stigma of mental health. Yeah, and I think sure. that we've, sh I've shared the stories with the celebrities. I think that that's awesome too. You know, just like we were talking about, you know, you know, humanizing Ariana Grande for who she is. She's a super celebrity, but also what are the tools that, that I can provide people? And I feel like I haven't um, done my part in providing tools. So this mm -hmm. season is dedicated to providing the tools um, on how we can that. all grow. So I guess I have one more question for you. Like I have so many questions, but what I really want to know is how did you get in contact with all of these incredible organizations to make these collaborations? Like, did this just come, did you find each other? Have you reached out? Because I can't imagine why 
every organization would not want to work with you guys. I mean, look at how I'm going to post this video um, on the YouTube because this sweatshirt that I am wearing by the Trevor Project that you guys did is just so beautiful and so comfortable and I cannot say it enough, but I think it's so unique that you worked with these companies. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so when we just like first launched, we were like, all right, we're not going to be just a for-profit company that's just focused on profit. We knew there was going to be a give back component. So for us, that was like a no question, no brainer, but we were like, all right, but what is that give back percentage? Mm -hmm. So we decided on 10% to the national suicide prevention lifeline overall on all of our, um, items. And that was because we know that when someone is struggling with their mental health and they don't exactly know where to turn next, there's like a spectrum, right? There's like self-care to self-harm, right? And suicide is the most permanent form of self-harm. So for us, it was really important that we supported this National Suicide Prevention Lifeline that helps individuals out of their darkest moments when they don't have access to immediate self-care, when they don't exactly know how to self-care and their mind is telling them to self-harm. So in the very beginning, we kind of just reached out and said, we would love to give back to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So we had contacts in uh, from that relationship initially, um, but we also didn't wanna put ourselves in a box and say, okay, we're only giving back to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So we try to creatively think of ways to work with nonprofits to give back as much as we can. So we did collab a collaboration with NAMI um, mm -hmm. marches ago, something like that. So for that was one form of collaboration. But for this suicide prevention campaign, um, for me, it was, you know, really important that we supported all of the lifelines because the numbers of like the statistics right now are pretty are just high. growing. It's yeah, pretty intense. Uh, as speaking to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, they shared that they're experiencing an 800% increase of phone calls since the pandemic. Oh my God. Right? 800%? Yes. And it's, yeah. And it's kind of like, well, do you guys have the capacity to and, support? That? Right. So we definitely wanted to support financially. And we also didn't want to profit from suicide prevention work. So for this campaign specifically, we wanted to give back 100% of the profits that we make to the profits. And the, the organizations that we chose was very specific in that we wanted to be wholesome and kind of speak to many different organizations. Mm -hmm. AFSP is another one of those nonprofits who we had relationships with from past collaborations. Right. So this whole business structure is us networking in the space of mental health and in the space of suicide prevention and creating these relationships and kind of being the host of the party. So we think of our business model as the host of the gathering. So we have the artist. I, well, we you're a fantastic host. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So we have the nonprofits because I think a lot of times nonprofits, um, people view them as boring or just like, mm -hmm. it's not as engaging as like a cool Instagram brand. Right. 
we kind of want to make nonprofits cool and like trendy to support a nonprofit because it's really I important. love that. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And will you be doing another campaign coming up with other organizations? I mean, absolutely. And I'm saying that in the sense that like, we're just always open to creatively finding new ways to collaborate. Like for example, when George Floyd um, was unfortunately, you know, the way the situation unfolded black lives matters was a movement that was kind of reinvigorated and it really impacted so many people's mental health but to think of whose mental health was impacted the most through that whole situation were black individuals so for us to give back during that time it was really important to um directly support directly support the individuals who are struggling with their mental health so we donated ten thousand dollars to black therapists so that they oh my gosh that's amazing oh thank you so i didn't know that (laughs) yeah so yeah we contacted we found instagram therapists who identified as black and we said there's 10 of you you each get one thousand dollars um and Um, You each get $1,000 and you can use it to subsidize your uh, clients if they're having trouble paying for it or offer a sliding scale. So I guess where I'm going and explaining all this is we really try to be creative in ways to give Mm -hmm. back and partner with organizations. So we don't want to put ourselves in a box and say we only support the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. We are- constantly thinking like in this space like how do we network more create more give back more like we plan on giving back you know tenfold come come years there's like so much more we can do this is just the beginning and your company is going to be growing and i know it and you're going to have hundreds of people working for you because so many people are going to be in demand of wanting to work with self-care is for everyone do you get a lot of requests asking if we're hiring? I will say like DMs, people love to DM us that. We are not. I mean, are that. you? <laughs> not at the moment, but we. Maybe we, soon. Maybe soon. <laughs> maybe soon. Okay. I'm going to ask you a new question that I've been asking um, people on this season two um, yes. of emotional support. But Sasha, what or who is your emotional support? Whoa. I first of all <laughs> love that question. Oh, good, because it's new. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I literally got the chills once you said it. Mm, I'm going to have to go. I don't want this to be corny, but I'm going to have to go with my partner. Um, he has been such a big part of my healing journey, understanding who I am. And from a non-judgmental way, I think not having a space where you're not judged is so important in the oh, healing so process. Important. Yes. And so um, something that I've struggled with like my whole life has been body image and feeling comfortable in my body. And I feel like having a partner who like is so supportive in all of the ways has made me that much more confident in myself who I am as a woman, like he empowers me in this work so much and is always building up my self-esteem and just like reflecting and mirroring back at me. So 
so grateful to him and just would say he's my emotional support. <laughs> well, I think that that's amazing. And honestly, I know that, that, you know, oh, my significant other may sound cheesy, but especially in this situation, I think with you, um, the two of you, as well as his brother have created this safe space for so many people across the world. And how yeah. could he not be your emotional support? You know, because not only is he your fiance and your partner and, and all of that, but also you have to work together and you have to, and you're not just working together, you're working on some really heavy, heavy stuff, you know? And yeah. I think that it's, people don't understand how heavy it is to talk about this stuff over and over because I don't know for you, but for me, like I, I, you know, speak about suicide. So this happened to me, right? Because it's, it's, I've heard the story so many times and I don't realize how intense that is every single time I say it. Cause to me, it's like, oh, it happened, it happened, it happened, you know? Um, but when yeah. you experience and you hear stories and you read them and you see it from people who are fans, um, of yours, I, it is, it's a lot of, it's a lot of energy that's drained. So you do need someone who is your emotional support. Totally. totally. Yeah. I can't thank, thank you, you enough for coming oh. on, on the podcast. Honestly, like I just, I love, I adore, I cherish you. I just think that you are such an important um, being in this world and we really need it uh, more than ever. So how can everyone follow you, find you, get all of the yummy goodies. Totally. So self-care is for everyone. If you're not following self-care is for everyone, go ahead and find us on Instagram. Um, if you want to follow my personal account, I'm not super active. You can follow <laughs> Sasha Aronson, S-A-S-H-A-A-R-O-N-Z-O-N. But I'm sorry. I'm just way more active on self-care is for everyone. Um, but yeah, however you want to connect with us, if you want to DM us or send us an email, like we love hearing from community members and just like, yeah, connecting with folks in any capacity. So we would be happy to well, connect with Well, I thank you so much. And, um, you know, you're, you're part of my emotional support. So I really appreciate all that you do creatively. And have so much fun in Joshua Tree. I will. I will. Emotion. Al. Support.